name was Rabbi Zusha, Rabbi Zusha. So many stories about this um, fantastic man of uh, wonders, um, but um, just um, a very super special, important saying of his was once, he said, they will not judge me in heaven for not being Moshe Rabbeinu, but they will judge me why I have not been Zusha. And we need to say the same. They will not judge us for not being Rabbi Zusha, but they will judge us we weren't ourselves. No one is expecting us to open the Red Sea, to bring 10 plagues on the Egyptians. No one is expecting us to walk up to Mount Sinai and not to eat and not to drink for 40 days. No one is expecting us for all those wonders that uh, took place. But also no one is imagining that we'll be able to do what the Rabbi Zusha was doing with his brother, they walked together for a long time of exile, accepted exile on themselves and were crossing the, the Russian and Ukraine desert of snow from one village to the next and not sleeping over one night in one place, always traveling, always moving, accepted on themselves so much pain and sorrow of exile, and for the sake of the world to bring redemption, to sweeten judgments, to cancel decrees from the world. In any village they visit, they went into that village with a happy heart, with, with great intentions, talking to people, helping people to wake up helping people to, to atone to the tshuva, to come back to Hashem. No one is expecting you now to drop everything behind your back like they did and to take your backpack and then walk into the deserts of, uh, of exile. The maker of the universe, though, expects you to be honest, to be truthful, to be your own true self, really to listen to your inner voice, to the voice of your soul, and, and to, be, to be honest, to be truthful. The verse is saying on the Torah, it's not in the sky, and not across the sea. It's in your mouth and in your heart to keep. It means that it's close to you. It's close to you. It's in your mouth, it's in your heart. You can keep it. Why they're telling us it's in our heart? Why? Why? Maybe the heart is also not accessible. Maybe I don't know what, what do I feel? Who am I? What's my purpose? Some person asked me a question a few days ago. And what if I don't have a purpose to my life? The problem is not to know what your purpose is. The problem is to believe that who that you are is already precious and important. You think that only if you will be like Moshe Rabbeinu or like Esther Amalka, then you'll be important in the eyes of Hashem. That's a lie. That's a fraud. That, those are the quiet, poisonous whisperings of the snake. 
downgrading your value in your own eyes for you not to appreciate yourself, for you not to recognize your great, your enormous importance, your amazing effect on the world. Do you think that to be important, you need to open the Red Sea? You think that to be important, you need to be able to climb like Elijah the prophet on a chariot that is flame of fire, flame of fire and, and rising to the sky on the back of flaming horses? No, <laughs> not at all. That's not what Hashem wants from you. If that would be what Hashem wants from you, he would make in that generation capable of doing those wonders. But that's not your mission. Therefore, you were born in a later generation, in a different reality, with so many distractions around you that takes your attention to so many different angles that every day, every morning, bringing new ideas, new thoughts, new doubts, new evil inclination every morning that you need to fight with. It brings to your plate issues, problems, difficulties, challenges, confusions, thoughts, hopes, dreams, disappointments, pain, struggles, all kinds of, 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 of engagements that you're experiencing in your own life. Those are the ones that you need to deal with. You don't need to have the eight years preparation that Moshe Rabbeinu had in the desert of Sinai before he went back to Egypt. Moshe came out from Egypt when he was 20 years old. 80 years, no, excuse me, 60 years, he was working super hard in his spiritual life, spiritual journey, till he reached that level in his 80s that Hashem called him into the cave in the bottom of Mount Sinai. And over there, opened his eyes for, for the great vision of the burning bush. So if you don't have those 60 years of preparation, so it, 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 does, so it means that you don't need to go through that path of life. If for you, every day before you wake up, the phone is already ringing. After you go to sleep, you're still keeping, keep getting messages. Or if you are struggling with kids that are like, almost like helpless, like can't function. Like in our generation, kids in their 20s are like not able to function. I'm talking about myself, not about my kids. Like me, I figured out how to deal with things only in the mid-30s. Like certain things that like a normal person would know how to do when he was 18, like me, 40 years old, still struggling and like trying to, oh no, my wife, she's not my mother. Okay, yeah, now I got it. Like, <laughs> it's a crazy world that we're living in. It's like crazy situations. And it's not like for one person, or they say, oh, he's crazy. Like, everyone are crazy. Everyone are going. And why? Why? Because Hashem wanted us to have a great job, a great work in the trash. And that's our mission. We have mission in the trash. That is where the sparks of our generation are located. So we need to be in the trash. If Hashem would want us to be in the palace, we would be in the palace. We, he could bring us to, to the world in earlier generations when it was in the aspect of a palace in the generation of the Tanaim, of the Amoraim, 2,000 years ago, 1,500 years ago, in the great generations of, 
of, of, of the great sages that lived in France, that lived in, 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 uh, in, Greek, in Greece, in the great uh, generations that, that lived in Yerushalayim when the temple was still built, it, like in Spain um, 600 years ago, in the golden generation, in the golden period of time that like people where everything was so classic and so beautiful and so big and, and, and simple and gigantic stones and pillars to the buildings. Like today you can barely rent a, a shoebox. You have to pay $1,000 to like squeeze yourself in it. And there's no air condition and the, the door is creaking and like, I can't like, no, the bed does not fit. Okay, I'm going to sleep on the couch tonight. Like it, those are our corrections. That's what Hashem wants from you. For you in your mind, because the evil inclination is, is banging and banging and banging and banging and banging our heads. So we think, oh, everything is wrong. Nothing is right. Look at my bed. Look at my house. Look at my closet. Look at my family. Look at myself. Look at my schedule. Hey, you, you don't look at things in, in the proper way. That is the will of Hashem. What about that aspect of, of observation? What about looking at your life as it is what Hashem wants it to be? That is my mission. Did, did you choose where, where to be born, from which womb to come out to the world from? Like, to, who going to be your mother? Did you choose your parents? Did you choose the neighborhood or the hood you came out from? Like, did, did someone ask you? Did someone ask you which school you want to learn? Did someone ask you where, who are going to be your best friends? Like, me, for an example, I had a, a friend that I called him for years. I called him my, my best friend. He was my best friend. Like, to my vision, to my eyes, he was my best friend. Today, I'm going to tell you, he was my best snake ever. He was nothing but a snake in my life. Nothing but a, a sneaky snake in my life. That's what he was. He was a villain inside my life. He was a villain inside my heart. He was a villain inside my, my, my soul. He was taking every drop of self-esteem I had. He was planting destruction into my dignity into my honesty into my happiness into my joy into my self-confidence like he he just demolished every good part that i had in my personality he made me feel bad with myself like i was 15 and he shredded my life to to chops he killed me he, he left me like dust and with no healthy part so what can i do with that now that was my reality. Do you think that when I was 15 years old, I had the tools to, to know, to, to recognize, to identify exactly what is good and what is bad and what is healthy and what is not? I wanted to be happy. I felt like, oh, man, maybe here I'm going to have some kind of success. I'm going to be like him. I'm going to be like him. I'm going to achieve this. I'm going to achieve that. And found myself being led like a Mickey Mouse after the smell of the, of the cake. Uh, to, to lose my, my brain, to fall into the worst experience of my life, to destroy my own dignity, my own self-esteem, and then to have a journey of a lifetime to recover from those scratches, from those wounds. 
<laughs> so now, what can I do with that? Hashem put that person into my life. Now, what can I do with that? What can I do? I can only recover. I can only work on myself. I cannot change the fact that when I was 15 years old, he came and, and started like planting the seeds of, of craziness into my brain, of sadness, of depression. Like he, he offered me depression. Like the guy came and, and, and like took me, hey, let's be sad. Hey, let's be sad. Let's be depressed. Like the guy had power on me. Now, what could I do back then? Back, I didn't know, like, but he opened doors into the world of darkness for me. But what could I do back then? There was nothing I could do. Let's do this, let's do that, let's try this, let's try that. Came with like awful, dark, weird, twisted, bent ideas into my life. And like for me, he was like such a knowledgeable guy with huge life experience. Like today, he does like... Uh, the, the person is a rat. Like he, he didn't have one day of happiness since he got married. Like he, he was not able to have, make his wife happy. Was not able to support and 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 embrace his children. N nothing. Like nothing. Cannot stand by himself. Always being like falling back into his like bad habits and 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 on. But me that I one day got the strength to stand in front of him, to confront him and to tell him, listen, let's not talk anymore. He told me, what? I told him, no, I think that we were like friends long enough. And the truth is that it was a lot of pain. And I just, uh, it was enough for me. I, I don't want us to be friends anymore. And he told me, are you sure? Like, that's what you were saying? I told him, yes. Do you think, do you feel that like we have something important to do together? Like um, for years, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to give you advice. I'm trying to pull you out of your darkness. You don't listen to me. You don't care about my advice. You're only trying to take me down lower and lower, over and over again and again. I don't want it. I don't want to, to be with you, to hang out with you in, in those dark places anymore. Like I'm, um, I'm, I, I've passed it already. I don't want you to take me to those places anymore. He said, so I don't know what to say. So I told him, okay, so I'll say goodbye and good luck. And it took me uh, 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 like to climb the Everest to be able to stand and just say the truth. Why? Because the evil inclination is breaking your self-esteem to such level that you cannot even say, ouch, when you're hurt. <clears throat> you cannot sneeze. People are afraid to smile, afraid to, to laugh in public. Why in the world that a person will be embarrassed to, to be, to smile, to laugh? You have people that cannot sneeze. People like, and especially women, teaching taught themselves not to sneeze. You see them... And that's it. Like they finish with it. Like <laughs> no, no sneezing. What's that? What's going on? Why can't you sneeze? No, I, I. That's how I sneeze. No, that's not how you sneeze. That's how you block your sneeze. What's going on with you? You need to sneeze. Like there's a need for that. Like your body needs to release a certain pressure for your health, for your sake, for your breathing. A person cannot blow his nose. Dear brother, you need to, to clean your nose. 
that's that's part of 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 your health body system that is cleaning itself in that way people will hold themselves not to go to the bathroom what are you pharaoh pharaoh was hiding the fact that he was going to the bathroom why because he wanted people to idolize him so he wouldn't go to the bathroom during the day not even once ever because he was playing god but before dawn every morning he would go to the nile to the river and there was was a great order everyone that would cut out in those hours would be executed because then he would go and do his things in the river where no one catch him no one can see him so you don't go to the bathroom and you're going to hold yourself like crazy for two hours I'm like maybe maybe there are some normal people here okay but like every person that I know has some kind of, of a scratch, like some, something is like off with him, something like, no, I'm, I, I don't ask for help. Like even my kids, like they, they can't support themselves yet, like they're young, but I see they're like already growing with like, no, I don't, I don't need help. What do you mean you don't need help? Like I was asking for help until I was 30 for my mother. Like I would like if I was stuck, I would call my mother. Like I wouldn't know what to do. I'm calling my mother. What would you do? Who are you gonna call? Ghostbusters? You need to find yourself, like in reality, how to connect yourself to the truth. If you don't know what to do, what you do, okay, you can call your mother. Okay, you don't want to call your mother, you're bothering her. Okay, learn some other ways. Call Hashem. No problem, call Hashem. But you need to be honest. No, I don't want help. Okay, so what do you want to do? Like, okay, let's let's figure out. No, I, uh, 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 no answer. So, okay, let me help you. No, I don't want help. Okay, so what do you want? Uh, 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 uh. So what's that? What's going on? A person needs to learn and to build those, to connect himself to his inner voice. And like we said before, it's not in the sky. It's not behind the highest mountains. It's not like it's not like it's not after the like behind the ocean across the sea. No, it's close. It's it's inside of you. You just need to find your connection to simple reality. If someone is calling you and telling you, "Hey, do you feel like hanging out?" and you don't feel like hanging out with him, or it's too late, or it's too cold, or you don't like you feel so cozy at home and you don't want to go out, you need to find your ability to say that. No, I don't want. No, thank you. No, but look what everyone are going, what you don't know. It's gonna... But I don't want. I don't feel comfortable going to that place. And we feel so, like, obligated and what I'm going to do and what they're going to think. Like, oh, but no, it's a shul, it's a bit Knesset, it's the community, it's people, it's this. Hey, do you know how much time it's going to take you to correct and to fix those things? Because that you're losing your connection with your inner voice that is telling you no. If you're going to listen to your intuition, you're going to rise always. And when you ignore your intuition, you're going to run into weird people in weird places, in weird situations. And they're going to leave weird marks on your skin. And you're going to have to do weird things to get rid of those scars later on. Because they're going to scar you. Because they're going to remind you that you had to listen to your heart. They're going to take you to places and suddenly you're going to be exposed to weird things. 
Like when I was 19, that so-called best friend took me to 19 days in Amsterdam. You're asking why I'm saying he took me. I went willingly. No, I like, yeah, but he brought the idea. He did like he made all the investigations, the searches. He found the purpose and the reason for us to go. And we went 19 days in Amsterdam. I came back a skeleton. Like I didn't, I didn't came back the same person I was. Things that my eyes saw in Amsterdam in those 19 days, I will never be able to erase. Like the, I, I would put my brain in bleach to remove those memories if I would be able to. Like, like I don't know, like so horrible, so horrible, such thing. I remember like what he, like in one of the times he took me to a certain place, everything, like, honestly, I'm, I apologize. He took me to all those places. Let's go here. Let's go there. And I'm, yeah, 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 following like a, like a jerk, like an idiot, like the tail of the dog. What? And I'm still paying, still paying for those, like still heavy payments on those childhood experiences. Took me to a certain place. I, I remember seeing a certain picture and I'm looking at that picture and I'm trying to figure out what, what am I seeing? Like, what is that in the picture? And like, I'm being swallowed into that picture and I'm, I'm figuring out slowly, but like slowly, but surely, like while my soul is, is going down to hell, like you can, you can hear this scream of the soul, like that the rope above my head is, is, <laughs> is being cut. And like, I'm, I'm like slowly, 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 I'm drowning into the deep of understanding of what is that horrible sight that I'm seeing. My eyes are like taking more details and more details. And, I, and then I realized, what am I seeing? I'm not going to share it with you, but it's a sight that a person should not see. Like no human being in the world was to see something so awful, so dark, so sick, so unhuman, so not belongs to, to any world. It's like to, to, to the kingship of demons, like maybe they will be fed from something so, so horrible. And then like I, it hit me, like that, that is what I saw. Like I, it was so tra traumatic for me. I have a very sensitive soul. I have a very sensitive spirit. I didn't realize I was like innocent. What's that? Like suddenly you you melt into the new situation. You find yourself suddenly in a party, people doing drugs, people falling because of drugs. People are going to weird places. People like losing their dignity, losing their their the, the, the shape of, of, of their tselem elokim, of their godly shape. And there is nothing to do about that. There is no way to, to erase those memories. The only thing that there is to do about those memories is to remind yourself that it's also from Hashem, that the maker of the universe sent you to those dark places on a mission. And that must be necessarily there is a purpose and a reason for why you had to go through that path. But the main reason why you had to go into that place is to climb back up from that place. It's not to be there. It's to come back from that place. And that is called tshuva. Tshuva is to come back from all the places that you fell down to, back to who you really are. 
know who you really are. Come back, tshuva is to come back. When you come back, you come back to a place that you've already been at. You don't come back to the future. You come back to where you were before you fell. So sometimes our tshuva to come back is not to come back to where we began our lives here on earth. It's to come back to the place where our soul started its journey maybe even 5,000 years ago. It's sometimes to correct even earlier lifetimes. We sometimes need to fix things that we haven't spoiled in this lifetime. Sometimes you need to deal with situations that you haven't created. Like physically, you're dealing with a problem that you were never a problem, a similar problem. Like your children can surprise you with, with certain things that you never did to your parents. It can happen. Maybe you didn't do it in this lifetime, but that does not mean that you haven't done the same exact thing in a different lifetime. So those are kind of like a person suddenly going to find himself with a debt of like $7 million and he never stolen $7 million. Like he never took $7 million. So how come? Why do I need to pay $7 million for not taking $7 million? The, the judgment must be of, 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 uh, of justice. It must be equal. So if you can find that equality, so it means that by the faith of the faithful ones, of the believers, it came probably from a different lifetime. Or that you did something that is equal to that amount in gold, but in a different matter. Like you hurt someone so badly that it's equal to the payments of $7 million or something like that. But like there must be a balance. So sometimes we are facing situations that looks like enormous, like mountains. I need, oh man, I need now to climb the Everest. But I never came down from a valley that is so low like the like the opposite from the Everest in height. So how come? Why do I need to go through that process? Because Hashem wants me to, and I need to, and that's my mission, and I'm obligated to. And when you understand all those things, then you can say, and I'm willing to, and I'm hoping to succeed, and I'm wanting to, and I will do it in the best way that I can. And then you find your treasures. Then you find your true colors, your true potential. You realize that you are such a warrior, that you're an amazing, amazing uh, soldier, that you're a, a, a warrior, you're a, a, a fighter, you're an amazing survivor. Think about the, the old generations. Like I'm begging you to understand, you are the fruits of your ancestors. Every single one of us today we are the great-grandchildren of our ancestors. That's who we are. Now, please picture to yourself, based on books you read, based on movies you saw, back, back on, on history books that you, you, you read, try to imagine where, in which situations, your, your great-great-grandparents lived which weird situations some of us knows a little bit of stories like those like their grandfathers were in the holocaust those came from um, been uh, like uh, kicked out of this state from that state like they were 
like um, suffering from slavery. Like, um, so we have some like knowledge about, but try to go with the power of your imagination a little bit more into life situations and try to understand that, for an example, if you see a movie of some village of some family, like farmers or like workers or hunters or scholars or whatever, in 800 years ago generation or 1500 years ago generation, that was a reality or a similar reality to the reality of your ancestors. And there was a fire and someone ran out of the, of the village and he was the only one who escaped the, the intruders. And he was the only one who survived the plague and those people died in hunger. Those people died in, in fire. The, 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 the lava covered the village and only 12 people been saved by the explosion of the great mountain. Like those things took place in reality. Now out of the 300 people of the village and 12 been escaped. So your great grandfather was the one. And he went on that boat that sailed into the sea. And after 30 weeks in the ocean, he found himself landing in a different land dealing with a new language that he doesn't have a clue and a family took him in and over there he found the cousin of those homeowners and he got married and Gajan got married over there and they accepted him and he built a house over there and that was your great 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 grandmother and like every one of them is a tree of life with gigantic and honorable history those are those survivors that brought you to the world and it happened 1,500 years ago, and 800 years ago, and 500 years ago, and 300 years ago, and 150 years ago. And then now it's happening again. That in a world of calamity, in a world of darkness, in a world that is full of confusions, you are still a truth seeker. You are still swimming against the stream in a generation that is manipulated by government by media channels, by powerful people. Do you understand what's going on in the world? Do you, like you think that 500 years ago there were lords and there were kings and there were kingships 800 years ago, 2,000 years ago. No, no, no. Nothing has changed. Just that today they are being called governments instead of kingships. They're being called states instead of, of um, I don't know the English words for that. Excuse me. Back then it, it had different names and today it has different names. Like back then it was shaped. There were people that were massively strong, that they had armies, that they were sitting on mountains of gold and they were slaughtering all the simple people for their needs, and, and they were controlling that piece of land, all those islands, all the beach, all the north, all the east, all the west, all the, and, and they were controlling, and the same families, now they own the states. Now they own those states. Now they divided those two regions, and they divided it to cities, and they're still sitting, and they own the banks and they own the health systems and they own the orphan houses and they own all the, the food and all the metal, all the steel. 
they are uh, uh, controlling the army and they control the media and they control the world and they so-called control the world. In reality, there is a maker, but the world is full of people with horrific mind uh, visions of controlling masses of simple people, using them for their own needs. And exactly as it was 500 years ago and 5,000 years ago, exactly in the same way it's happening today. You have people that thinks that you are their pioneers, that thinks that you are their soldiers, that they're gonna use you for whatever they want, that they're gonna tell you what to do, that they're gonna, and they are affecting your life. Oh no, I, today I chose that blue shirt. You think that you have a choice. You think to yourself that you chose that shirt. You have 20 shirts. And out of the 20 shirts that you have, you were allowed to choose the blue. Oh, great honor. You think that you choose. You don't realize how much your mind is affected by society. You don't realize that you don't really have so many options. In reality, you're buying in one out of five stores all your clothing, all those brands that you're choosing, or that you go and buy in secondhand store, stores. It doesn't change the fact that you don't really have many choices. You are manipulated in reality. You choose from what they offer. People in your league, people in your financial status, people in your level of wealth, are buying in those stores. Some people going to Walmart. There are people that will never go to Target and there are people that will never enter Target because it's cheap, because it's for the common people. And you have people that are dreaming once a year they go to Target all year long. They're buying only in their neighborhoods. And once a year they go with the family and they have $300 to spend at Target and everyone is so happy, excited, like it's the, the highest holidays of them all. And like other people, Target for them, it's like they won't go to the bathroom even if they have to. So it's all about standards and it's all about society twisting our minds and lying to you and making you believe that you're a free person while manipulating you to the next level. Everyone needs to buy a house. Everyone has to get married. Everyone has to have children. Everyone has to buy a car. Everyone must cover their mortgage before they're 60. Everyone must invest their money in the market. Everyone must, must buy Bitcoin. They must have some digital currencies properties you have to what you're going to do if you like everyone i got a phone call from my bank two days ago hey we wanted to offer you a loan like uh, uh, something is wrong something must be wrong like she's calling me and she's offering me a loan as if she cares how can it be that she cares they're sucking my money on daily basis on every movement they take money they charge me for holding my money that i worked for and put over there for them just to keep it for me and they're charging and charging and charging and she wants to offer me a loan why do you want to offer me a loan i have money in the bank i don't need the loan no we wanted to offer you we have very low interest like okay very low interest so it means that you are in a great need of money now and you found a way to offer loans to people to make money on their backs and to suck a little bit more money to milk the public with more a little bit of money from each 
I will pay 1500 they will pay 3000 the other one will pay 9000 and you made your billion and that's exactly what you needed in the end of the year in the beginning of 2023 it's the exact 1 billion that you were lacking calling those poor broken people telling them oh we found a good loan for you with low interest <laughs> the torah is forbidding Jewish people to lend money with interest. It's against the law of the Torah. You're not allowed to do that. What are we doing with that? Ignoring what we are forced and we are brainwashed and we are being pushed to the edge, to the exact position that people with great power wants us to stand. Hopeless, weak, broken, distracted, forced, and, 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 and controlled. You have to have this health system. You have to have these. You must take the vaccines. If you're not taking the vaccines, you're a criminal. They won't let you into the mall. They won't let your kids into the school if you're not taking the vaccines. What's going on? It's a crazy world. This is a crazy world. You don't have Disney Plus. You don't have, um, uh, what's the name of the other crazy... Uh, channel no help me thank god I don't remember all what Netflix you don't have Netflix as if there are movies on Netflix something to watch people wasting most of their time looking for movies on Netflix nothing to watch what are you doing oh, but you're the nine dollars the nine it depends when they hit her when it was boiling or just warm, they were able to charge you $19 and to sign your contract for three years, or, they, or it was like before the Christmas, before the holidays. So they, wanted, they were able to take only $9. They don't care. Their system works for free. They covered their expenses 10 years ago already. They're just making money on your back, offering you better offers, better offers, better offers that expires under your nose without you paying attention. And then the price is jumping back, like you signed a deal on $9 a month. And then after three years, suddenly you find your account depositing $39 a month. And you ask yourself like, how come? Oh, the deal was for one year. No, the deal was for two, for, for 18 months. Oh, I didn't remember. No one notified, no, of course not. But oh, you want us to remove it? You want to you want to upgrade your 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 plan? No problem. We'll be very happy to do that for you. Of course, thank you. I'm so grateful. You're so amazing. I'm so grateful. Thank you. Oh, I got a discount. It was 39, and now I'm gonna pay only 18. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, yes. You've been tricked into the deepest layers of the matrix, into the world of illusion. But the person is a soul and you're beyond all that crap. You're not belonging to this systematic um, machine that consumes you, that swallows you, that takes over your brain and tells you what to think. Are you a liberal or a Democrat? Me? I'm not a liberal and I'm not a Democrat. I don't believe in that way and that method, and I don't believe in the other. None of them are true for me. No, but are you a left wing or a right wing? No, I don't have wings. I'm not in that section at all. I'm not thinking about those things. No, but to, 
Who did you elected? Who did you choose? What are you doing? Which party you belong to? I'm not partying. <laughs> I'm sorry. I never go party. <laughs> I'm doing other things. I want to learn Torah. Like Rabbi Lezer ben Alkin. Me, I want to learn those imaginations all those imaginations are just to distract our minds from the the true purpose of our being is for us the true purpose of our being is for us to cut ourselves off those chains and to come back to our true, the freedom of our souls, the freedom to think, the freedom to be the ones that we are, really to all our souls from Oh, these are your Jewish friends. In simplicity. If someone asks you how if someone is asking you if you feel like hanging out and you don't feel like doing it, you don't need to go. If someone offers you a job that you don't really relate to and you don't feel like it's going to be good for you, you don't get yourself to that job at all not. If someone is telling you that there is a place that you must see and you don't feel comfortable exposing yourself in that way, and standing over there and being part of what that goes on over there, you just simply don't go. You must have your ability to say, no, I don't feel comfortable about it. I don't want to do that. This is the way to come closer. And you're allowing yourself to express them and to take decisions based on them. You will be tuned and aware to the voice of the maker of the universe and he's guiding things to penetrate into your mind and for him to shine, illuminate the path and your road for you to choose how to be right. May the maker of the allow us to grow and let us live our life in, in great honor. That's the main thing that we need to think of. How to make the maker of the universe proud of us with the ones. We don't need to change for him. We don't need to dress no outfit to serve the maker. <coughs> we just honestly need to be the ones that we are in simplicity to be honest, to be truthful.
to be righteous, to be close to him as much as we can in our simple way. May the maker of the universe allow us to do so in joy. Amen. Can you hear that song? Amen. A righteous. Yes. <laughs> we have some issues with the some guys that we need to mute like and if they keep on releasing the mute so maybe we need to to close the channel or to explain to them private, not to release the mute button. And if someone has questions, please, David. Shalom. Shalom Aleichem, welcome. Good to see you. Good to see you as well. Um, I always want to ask like, how are you, et cetera, but I know we also have to get to it, but um, I have a quick question about something that you mentioned regarding how you would ask your mom for help until you were 30. Around um, 30. So I, I've listened to other shiurim of yours where you essentially, um, like in regards to Parnasa, like you speak about how like we should, like we should, like the goal is to have complete dependence on Hashem and not to depend on anyone or anything else. And it's something that I guess I'm uh, uh, wrestling with in my own life to see how to, uh, like, like how to ask for help or when to ask for help or is it not right to ask for help or it, it, should I ask for help but I shouldn't be dependent on them and what's the right mindset to have, etc. cetera. So um, maybe if you can like, uh, break that down for me a little bit more. That would be cool. So, thank you so much for your honest question. And like you said, there is an ideal level of trust that we want to be able to count and share completely and always to trust him to have all our trust on him. But in reality, we're ending ourselves in many ways, many times that we're not trusting him fully. And that just does not work for us yet. It's a process. It's, it's in building. We're working on the trust. Like that, for an example, ideally, a person should pray the morning prayer in the nets, in the moment of sunrise. That's the ideal morning prayer. But for some people, it's, it's too hard. Like, can't find themselves waking up in that time at all. Like, no way. What will they do? The Alcha is teaching us that there are more ways to pray Shacharit. You can pray at 5.01, at 5.02, at 5.05, at 6, at 7, at 8, at 9, and 10. There are solutions even for a person who wakes up at 4 p.m. 
There are even solutions for people who did not pray Shacharit and woke up in the evening, like in the next day, then he wants to do something. The fact he didn't pray Shacharit, there are things to do. So it's like you have, after the fact, you have like, so like you have advice, you have solutions, even when you're not corrected, when you're not perfect. So we do want to trust Hashem. We do want to achieve great things. We do want to hold very high levels of faith and trust in Hashem. But when honestly you're not in that level, for an example, just like to make it clear, how will you know if you have full trust in Hashem? If you've been answered, if you have not been answered, it means that you didn't have full trust in Hashem. If a person trusts Hashem, so Hashem will surround him, means Hashem will bless him completely, like no worries. So in reality, if you find yourself that you were trusting Hashem and you were not answered, so there was kind of an issue with your trust. So you need to work on that trust again, because the trust is not lying. The trust is saying that if you trust Hashem, you'll be answered. You have not been answered. It means that you need to learn how to trust Hashem. So until then, we won't eat. Until then, we won't drink. Until then, we have friends and family and give us a help, give us a hand. A poor person cannot enjoy support of, of the masrot, of money, of charity, because like he's not making his own living. So now... He does not deserve to court it by the wealthy people of his community. No, he is. Like, that's what rich are for. So it's only about honesty. I'm trying to count on Hashem, but while I'm not able to do it, and I see myself falling and bedding in that matter over and over, so humbly and nicely and kindly, I'm going to ask him from a lower hierarchy, from someone else that Hashem is dressing himself in, and I would believe that even though that, that person helped me in that way, I will keep on asking to Hashem, please Hashem, that I will not draw not basar badam, gifts from people. In the end of the day, 99% of the money that will be handed to you will be by people. Even if it's in your own business that became very successful and you did it all on your own, still people will come knock on your door and put money on the table. So right. if people will give you the money, in any case, you have a test of understanding and remembering that it's all from Hashem. So even if you make your money in a nice and honorable way, and even if, God forbid, it's still in an aspect of bread of shame that is coming through a messenger, still we need to remind ourselves, and it's part of our trust. That the maker of the universe is the one that is on top of all, and he's the one who supports us. And thank God for his kindness and for his patience with us. And uh, climbing one day at a time, one step at a time. There is no rush to be righteous. There is no like, oh man, but I'm still like, okay, so do the maximum that you can and climb and rise and try to do the best you can. And if you have done so well today, so thank God we're gonna have tomorrow. No pressure. Thank you. Thank you, David.
More questions. Remember, guys, Sunday is Q&A. Questions and answers. Kadima. Kadima. No, tomorrow, I'm not going to let you ask nothing. Today, you have to ask. Or else, why did you come? What's going on? Today's questions. Yes, Doris. I'm sorry. I unmuted. I said, Shalom Aleichem, Rabbi. Uh, I have a few thoughts about what you said. And, you know, you would be my perfect scene partner because you give me the best cues in the world. Like, I mean, you lead right into what I need to say. So, first of all, um, today is my mama's yard site. So, Uh, listening to David and to you asking mama for help it's oh you don't know what it does for a mama to help her baby so it, you're never too old to ask your mama for what you need because this is what we were here for that's number one number two um I'm reading my favorite, you know, Rebbe Akiva, and um, he's talking about divine revelation and how um, we can uh, depend on the scriptures or the teachings of religions and the masters. But if we have no personal insights of our own, it's all worthless, what you were just talking about. So the other day when you were on that um, call with that old friend, the Noahide guy, I What? have to tell you, yes, I have to tell you, he was making me angry because I felt his anger underneath what he said. And you know, Rob, it's very beautiful that he practices from, you know, Noah to Mount Sinai. But don't you feel that as Jews or as people of faith, we're supposed to open up the window a little bit more? I mean, I was kind of offended at the way he characterized Uh, gay people. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I didn't like it. On the one hand, he's talking he righteous, most, righteous. He most, I don't know what you heard, but he was so tolerant. He was so, he was so, he told me, like he said on the, on the, on the conversation itself, on the podcast, he said that he will never want to find himself hurting the other person's feelings because of of his um because of his identity like he was very very careful about it i, I don't know what you heard okay maybe, so maybe i guess then it's my fault then i guess i, I didn't know. hear him correctly to me like even i rem i like i told him that like out loud that i'm like very like respecting his opinion like i don't know i felt he was very tolerant very It was important for him to mention that thing, and I agree with him on that. So maybe he said something. I, I'm not saying that you're totally wrong, but it doesn't resonate. It does, I, don't, I don't know. Okay. Then your other friend that you have the conversation with mentioned your class about 
the two men loving each other. And I'm thinking, well, is this King David and Jonathan? And do we know for sure, Rav Draw, do we know for sure, 10,000% absolute certainty? I don't want to say any, you know, lascivious sexual acts, but do we know for sure? We are 100% sure, and I'm going to tell you why. We're 100% sure that King David was clean from any, any, any false blame of that kind. And I'll tell you why. And of course, Yonatan, the son of Shaul as well. And I'll tell you why. Because Please. the Torah is always bringing up all the faults of all the people that are described, that their life stories are described in the Bible. All of them. Abraham was exposed on all his lackings. Yitzchak, like the Torah, is not covering for no one. And even on the mistake that King David had with Bathsheba, the Torah is rebuking him seven times on that matter. And, Shau, uh, and, and, and Shlomo, the son of David, on any mistake that he did, the Torah is exposing. I'm making a joke out of it, uh, out of it. And I'm saying that Jesus, that he's not part of the Bible because he's only written on the New Testament that we're not accepting in any way. But he's the only person that they are claiming never seen. But we uh, that are holding the ancient and only Testament, we know that the Torah is revealing the mistakes of Moshe. And Moshe was punished severely for his mistakes. We know about the mistakes that Yaakov did and that Torah is rebuking him and telling us all the secrets and all the hidden thoughts. The Torah is revealing the thoughts of the righteous ones and exposing them. So if there would be a real fault to those gigantic people, it would have been exposed and it would be written black on white. And it has not. But you know who did wrote those horrible things about them? People in later generations that were holding agendas and hidden agendas that they wanted to create a certain platform for themselves to allow themselves doing whatever they want to do. I heard a very funny comedian a few days ago talking about all that gay issue. And he said, you know, the conclusion is that white um, male are promoting all this uh, gender movement. And he said, why? He said, there are also black people that, that having those like identity and gender issues. But I don't remember that no one ever um, was uh, caring about the feelings and emotions of the black men to change the world for their desires and for their emotions and for their lusts. But now when wealthy people have that uh, desire and passion, so now we all need to consider and we need to be super sensitive about that. And I think it's kind of funny to wake up and, and, and realize what really goes on. People that are standing in power position and wanting to change the world for their benefit and for their satisfaction. And they control the media and they control the, the news and they control the, 
the public opinion in so many ways, and they're changing people's opinion. So 500 years ago, there was some a gay person that wanted to, to create a safer place for himself and, and his friend. So he started making the humble and honest people uh, doubt their king and the righteous people and blaming, God forbid, King David for adultery. It's like the, the most silly blame that can be when we know that the Torah is telling us on King David that his heart was clean and pure and that there was no person that was so pure as him before. And even on the act of Bathsheba, that there is a great blame on King David, there are so many things that were not taught properly in the last generations about that story. The story with King David and Bathsheba was not a sin of adultery in any way. And the fact for that and the evidence for that is that King David was not punished for adultery. And the only mistake that King David did, even if you're going to say, but he took a woman that was married to Uriah. Do you know who was Uriah? Do you know what was the story? Uriah was Chiti. He was a Gentile. He was not Jewish. So first of all, the engagement and the connection between Bathsheba that was Jewish to a man that was Chiti, that was a Gentile, was forbidden. So for King David to take Bathsheba from Uriah Chiti was a mitzvah and was not a crime at all. Yeah. Main, important, super solid evidence for the brainwash that we've been brainwashed for years. Bad things to think about our eternal king, the one that Hashem chose to be the eternal Messiah. Oh, never don't get me wrong, Rob Drew. I'm not getting you wrong. I know what is I our reality, our generation. I know that you do. You think that I'm rebuking you? No, I'm just teaching thousands of people. We are talking to thousands of people that are watching us on all social media outlets, live or or the videos that are that are being posted later on. And we're talking to everyone right now, not just answering your question. And to that reality, people are plotting lies and saying filthy things because that it's written that there was a gigantic love between David and Yehonatan, the purest thing in the world, a love between two friends, between two warriors, that one of them was willing to give up the crown of eternal kingship, to be the ruler and the king of Israel, and is giving up on that thing and giving it in the most humble way of them all to King David because he believes that King David is more worthy and fit for the job. Such an act of honesty, of, of, of humility, of, of, of amazing attribute. And then a per, now, now coming some psycho 500 years later on and daring to say something so horrible and comparing their honest brotherhood and friendship to gay relationship and saying they were gay, God forbid, God forbid. That is, that's, that's a horrible false claim. Now I'm not saying that you, God forbid, 
claim that. You ask, do we know for sure? That's what you ask, do we know for sure? Yeah, we do know for sure that there was nothing unpure, God forbid, nothing, not even a breath of a hair, nothing, an inch, a millimeter, and nothing, tiniest of them all, or else the Torah would rebuke them back and forth, and the Torah would teach us how to stay away from that. And when there was situations that was unpure, the Torah was always bringing it up to the surface and revealing the whole truth about it. And in those generations, the people of Israel were super clean and super pure from all kinds of adultery. And when there was an act of adultery, immediately you found Pinchas ben Elazara Kohen that is standing and, 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 and fighting and risking his own life and rejecting people out of the camp and not allowing anything wrong to, to take place. And when there was a rape by a certain tribe that, that, that raped a certain woman, and the, all the tribes of Israel, all the rest of the tribes come, came back together, united, and fought against that, against that tribe that committed that horrible felony of rape and killed and slaughtered thousands of them on the hill where the rape was, was, was taking place as a revenge for that horrible, that something so filthy and so horrible will never take place among the people of Israel. We are a nation that was chosen for our purity, for, for our holiness. But today, because that we unfortunately been blend among the nations and the nations with their unfortunate, not so clean attribute penetrated into our camps and we unfortunately fell and accepted some of their sick ideas into, into our mindsets. And we were not so cautious and careful to reject that in the beginning, in the early stages of, of its penetration into our holy camp. We are dealing with that until today, but in no circumstance, God forbid, to think that really it belongs to us and that there is any root of any beginning of those kind of, of, of filthy acts, of impure acts that are against the Torah and against the mitzvot in the holy camp of Israel. It does not belong to us and we reject it in full power. We do, though respect people's emotions and we do understand the struggle and we do understand the loneliness and we do understand the pain and we do understand that people are waking up into a world of, 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 of horrible doubts on their identity and their genders being doubted by, by, by society around them. And you have mothers who are like forcing their children to to find their real true identity and like kids in the age of seven, in the age of nine that does not even know uh, which sports they will rather and, and what to do with their lives. They already being forced by their parents to choose their gender as if there is something to choose. If you're a boy, you're a boy. If you're a girl, you're a girl. And like, it's the truth. Now, if you have mixed feelings, if you have confused emotions okay so it's it's okay to deal with that it's okay to heal that it's okay to think that it's even okay to feel that but between those feelings to go and to start plastering it as if it is 
the command, the divine commandment of the hour to accept every twisted idea as if it's God and if it is the best way of life, that is something that the holy ancient camp of Israel are rejecting in full power. There is nothing new and will never be nothing new into the Torah. The Torah is the law of Hashem, the law of God, and we're not moving from it in the breath of hell. If it's hard for some of us to keep it fully and we're still in the process of climbing and rising and getting stronger, it's okay that we have those downs while trying to recover and to become better people. But to make the world believe that our twisted minds are setting the, like the twisted minds of people will be the twisted uh, minds who control and design the future. We do not believe in that and we're not supporting that. And, um, and that's it. Baruch Hashem. Oh. Thank you, Doris, for bringing out the fire from the nostrils of the dragon. No, it's wonderful, Rob, but I have one question for you. Do okay. you not believe that people are born that way? I believe that some people are born that way. In our dark generation, I do believe that some feminine soul fell into male bodies and male soul fell into feminine bodies. Yes, I also believe in that. But I also believe that the fact that they fell into such painful journey does not make it ideal. That's A. And second is that I know for sure that the majority of the gay community, the revealed and the concealed one, are not people that born gay, just people that society offered for them a comfortable way to free themselves from all sexual limitation and obligation. And they, in hidden places or uh, out loud, freeing themselves from all kinds of modesty and permitting themselves to violate the most sacred and humble and modest codes that have been given to us by Hashem, by God, by the Torah. Okay. So one many more people, thing. One more thing. People, I've taken up so much time. But no. then how come it's less of a sin for gay women? Because I read that. It's less what, of a sin. The, I, don't, I don't know what it means, less of a sin. I know that the sin of um, wasting seed or, God forbid, having a male, gay, physical, intimate relationship is a great violation that does not apply to women. Okay. But it does not mean that it's okay for women to be gay by the rules of the Torah. It's only that men has another obligation not to spill their seed in filthy places of any kind. Right. Thank you, Rav Dura. I appreciate this. I've been no, thinking about this for you. two weeks. Thank, thank you, you so much. much. Thank you so much. I want to say something about the seed, about that issue. People in our generation, again, been brainwashed and been contaminated severely to think that masturbation 
and self-pleasure and each other pleasuring themselves in those foreign ways are legit and everything is okay about it and like those are the feelings and it's a teenager things and it's a grown people things and it's a bachelor things and it's people with lack of of marital peace things, and it's just for shalom biting, it's like whatever, all those excuses, listen, and that is the truth, and just take it into your considerations when you are thinking what to do with your spare time. Seed is not a liquid, it's not a material, it's not blood even, it's souls that are tied into each and every one of those um, of those seeds of, of those sperms. And every one of them is a live soul. And when it goes in purity to the place that it belongs to, then from that mating, souls are coming out to the world. If the woman was conceived, so they're going to be a holy, beautiful child growing and coming out to the world by that holy act. But if it, the woman was not conceived, the sperm will still create angel forms of holy spirits that will be formed and spread in creation and will do only good as souls that has a spiritual role in our world. But when the seed is going waste and going down the drain, it is being taken in captivity by the husks and the outsiders that are taking and raping and forcing those energetic, pure souls and taking charge on them and using their energy and destroying the world in shapes of demons, of ghosts, of dark forces that creates wars, fights, arguments, debates, disagreements, rapes, car accidents, horrible other accidents, and all kinds of pain and grief and sorrow that takes place in the world is the result of sperm that found itself going into filth into filthy places, down the drain, and to horrible places that cannot be mentioned. When the holy sperm, and especially the holy sperm of the souls of Israel, is being taken by the outsiders, it's being used in the most horrific and painful ways, and the energy of life is being manipulated to become an energy that takes life. So every person must understand the importance of his sperm as the source of life, the only source of life of this creation. And like for a woman who wants to conceive and wants to have a baby, so for her, her eggs are so precious and she wants to, to be pregnant and she wants to make sure that she will have the ability to have children, the sperm in the body of the male is exactly as important and precious. And everyone is a connection to a soul. 
and cannot be downgraded and cannot be not appreciated and cannot be not considered as a soul and can never, God forbid, um, be uh, not respected as a soul. And that's all. Yes, someone else wants to ask something. What's the time? Yeah, you have time or do you want to save it for another week? Um, um, that's a very, that's a very considering, considering offer. offer. No, I will take no, I care. Will take care. <laughs> okay, so I was very touched about what you were talking about in terms of your past life. And uh, if I understood correctly, you're saying that we can't unsee or unhear what we've experienced. And so it makes me wonder, you know, there's a part of me that says, oh, well, what's the big deal if I listen to the radio? It's not that bad, but it really is that bad. And other things. So where does one draw the line? I think that we need to go back to that point that we spoke about, that the person must have self-awareness um, to understand what is his ability and what Hashem expects him to do and to achieve in life. A person that is able to, like for a, a small animal, a, a small child that is not able to cover big distance, long distance, we will not expect him to do so. So if you find yourself weak and broken and like very shaky and unstable, no one is expecting you now to be stable as a mountain and solid as a rock. But you need to be honest with yourself and to understand personal um, understandings about yourself. Your life situation is not like mine. Mine is not like theirs. Everyone is a unique, special individual that will have to answer the questions of our maker in judgment day about each and every one of our actions, words, and thoughts. We're going to have to explain why we did we say all the words we said, why did we thought all the thoughts we had, and why, we, why did we act in the way we acted in all the actions of our lives. So you need to check yourself as a person and to come to those understandings about yourself. And if you find yourself honest and truthful <coughs> and that you are doing the best that you can, so you are doing the best that you can and you should keep on building yourself step by step steadily and calmly and if a person finds himself making too many discounts to himself and allowing himself to violate holy codes that were passed on to us by our sages and holy righteous ones and so he needs to do tshuva and to come back to Hashem thank you thank you everyone and I apologize to the holy righteous uh, men and women that who are not able to answer their um, questions tonight. Um, we had to give a place, a stage for the great ancient dragon um, to, to say his word. So we didn't have time to answer all the questions. Hopefully, 
next Sunday, questions and answer night will be honored and happy to answer all your questions. Please write them down. And if it's urgent, you know, you can always um, find me on all our um, social media outlets, on the comments, on the videos, you can ask questions and most likely you will be answered. And our email info at emuna.com and our WhatsApp number that you can find on our website, emuna.com, E-M-U-N-A-H.com. And you can search for Avdro on uh, all social media, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. And you shall find us answering many of your questions. Thank you so much. Thank you, Hilary. Thank you, Emuna team. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, guys on the Emuna circle. Thank you, everyone. Thank you to all our followers and friends around the world. May Hashem answer all our prayers and requests in no time. Amen. Can you hear son? Emuna Project is a non-profit organization. To support this work, please make a purchase from our online store or donate through emuna.com. Thank you. My new book, Return to Your Root, is now on Amazon and emuna.com.